Katie Kempner, and welcome to Perspectives, which is a series of inspiring conversations with remarkable working women who are leading busy and successful lives. And to kick off Perspectives 2022, I am thrilled to be talking to two of my friends and favorite guests, weight loss expert Liz Josephsberg and mental fitness expert Ashanti J. Welcome. Thank you for having us. This is amazing to be together. Yes. So honored to be here, Katie. They can't see us, but I'm super excited to put on lip, lipstick because I don't have to wear my mask at home. <laughs> well, you do look fabulous. You both do. So. so let's jump right in. I mean, the pandemic seems to have changed so many people's bodies. Some for the better. They, you know, jumped on their Peloton and went crazy but a lot of people, not so much. They gained weight, they were home, they were completely stressed out. So now it's the beginning of 2022. And I think we should really start by talking about what are some of the main things people can do if they do want to get in better shape, both in eating and in fitness. Liz? Yeah, I, I I feel for people because I, I am one of those people that had such a giant shift in my life, right? Whereas I was always around going into New York City, I was traveling the world, I was on my feet, I was, you know, running up and down, I had steps, I ate well, um, you know, and I think that's what's been so confusing for most people is they don't feel like they're doing that much wrong. When I'm really talking and coaching people, they feel like I haven't changed that much, and, and then we dig in and I say, you know what, I'm guaranteeing you, you probably get less than 3000 steps a day now if you're working from home. And, and I guarantee you, you're going and you're around food. It's in your presence. It's within arm's reach all day, 24 seven. So I would say for people to just really think about, you know, I, I personally really ascribe in, in my book and in my program to really thinking through six pillars of, of wellness, thinking about the food that you're eating. Yes, that's one piece. And we do have to eat less these days if we're not moving, if we're sitting all day long, not even getting up during the day. Um, thinking about your movement patterns, working movement into your day, thinking about, you know, not just a small walk, but walking throughout the day, really thinking about your hydration. People are chronically dehydrated. You know, these little things that people can do that they often don't think add up to much, they haven't noticed how much they've lost. So if you have even, you know, in your past ever worn a Fitbit prior to, uh, you know, 2020, and you look back at some of those data or stats, this is how I really awakened this one woman was like, I was like, let's just open your Fitbit account. She hasn't worn one for like a year and a half. She's like, oh my gosh, Liz, I got 13,000 steps average a day. She's like, now it's 3,000. So if you lose 10,000 steps in a day, You have to adjust your intake. So really learning to look at not just, oh, what I'm eating or, you know, but think of it in a much more holistic way. That's great advice. Ashanti? Yeah, I couldn't agree more. I mean, I've seen it in my own life, owning a gym. Um, I wasn't, I'm not teaching as many classes because we had to skim down the schedule as much, right? It took 
you know, flex and move towards what's been happening in the city. We were closed down for a long time. And so, you know, uh, we're not running to Target all the time and doing these things. But to Liz's point, we all feel like our life is still the same. A lot of us have switched jobs. A lot of us have, yes, switched to working from home. But some of us were off work for a little while. Some of us, it ramped up if you're in the medical industry, right? And, and that mental stress of it all, just thinking about all the things that have occurred, occurred since 2020 from uh, the fear of the pandemic that creates this stress hormone all throughout your body. And you're constantly, you know, being triggered to try to, to, to eat and to feel better about something, the riots and, you know, what's going to happen with my job. I have a client that is a, a nurse right now, and she, she just went back to work. She's a mom of three young boys. And she was telling me about how all the nurses are, are really quitting right now, like literally this week, because it's ramping back up again, right? And all of the things that have changed just on that mental level that we know has a direct correlation between eating more um, and then still trying to find that that natural balance of like normalcy and, and feeling like we're doing the same things, but we're just not. And so, you know, being able to kind of question yourself and question your life and really take an inventory of what's happening now and and make those necessary adjustments are key. But through the stress and the consistent change and fear of it all, it's just very hard to do, right? Yeah, and I think that decision fatigue really sets in. You know, we're we're being forced to make so many new decisions and new, you know, just again, my children this week back to remote learning and, you know, X, Y, Z, it's constant shifting, changing. And I think those decision fatigue moments, but what I hear most from people is that these tiny things that they think they're doing, right. This one extra glass of wine a night, or no, I'm, I am, I'm still working out, but I'm only doing 30 minutes, three times a week where I used to do a, a full hour class in person. You know, we know that we don't work as hard if we're not in person as you know, like when there are other human beings driving you and cheering you and motivating you to a, a 30 minute workout in your home, you know, those, those differences in outputs, they matter. The diff, the small differences in inputs matter. So if you are going down and grabbing a handful of nuts a couple of times a day and not really even registering that you're doing it because you're just kind of in this habit loop pattern. So I think, I think Ashanti and I are both in the, very focused in on people really taking a moment and re re looking at everything that they do in a day. Really just like, I'll give someone an hour by hour worksheet and say like, just write down what you're doing. And all of a sudden they go, my gosh, I, I, I never left my house. I haven't even gotten vitamin D. I have not had a glass of water. I have not, you know, barely gone to the bathroom today because I just, so really thinking and, and mapping a day or two in your life and looking at the patterns that have occurred because now they've become habits and habits, you don't even know they're happening because they're at that back portion of the brain. So you're just kind of in this autopilot mode doing things. So take a couple of days and look at yourself really, really almost like float outside yourself and watch your behavior. And I think you'll start to pick up cues on little changes you could make. And so with stress being this dominant factor for all of us, you know, for almost two years now, Ashanti, as a mental fitness expert, besides a physical fitness expert, what can people do to de-stress? Is there what, do you suggest meditation or like, is there one thing we should be doing for sure? 
I don't subscribe to the cookie cutter approach, but I think whatever makes you feel like you can just be in a safe space. The couple things that I do, yes, I definitely meditate. That's not the the path that everybody wants to take. It's very difficult and it definitely takes time and practice. I just unplug though. As a first like line of defense against my stressful level, I turn my phone off. I put it on do not disturb. I don't check social media. I give myself a pass to not check my emails. You know, the closest I might come is watching a movie, but I check out and I check out hard, whether it be for 20 minutes, 10 minutes, an hour. Um, I, I allow myself that time. And I, I really, I guess if I were to answer it in a very cookie cutter way across the board, I think we all need to give ourselves more grace, Katie, I, you know, just some compassion and grace to allow ourselves to be human and to recognize that we just can't do, we, I think COVID has taught us all that we, we were all doing too much, <laughs> you know, when you have that time to really sit with yourself and recognize yeah. what's important. And so as the world back opened back up again, and as things, we were all sort of finding some level of back to normal, we, we picked up this mindset right, right back again as if tried it on like a glove, right? And we're still trying to get back into that rat race. And I think we've got to find that balance between recognizing that, you know, how much is too much? And it still goes back to what Liz is saying about take inventory and recalibrate, but that's the hardest thing. Nobody wants to sit with themselves and really look at themselves hard. That's what meditation is. And that's why people find it difficult. But the person that is really ready to make these changes, it is the necessary step. Yeah, no, that makes that makes so much sense. Ashanti, you mentioned social media, and I wanted to talk with both of you because uh, people have been even more on social media. And as I always tell my daughter, people come in all shapes and sizes. And there's been a lot of progress around body positivity, but there's still so much pressure for many, many women not everyone buys into this, but many women, men too, but really to look a certain way that isn't necessarily attainable for everyone. So when you're working with your clients, what is success? I mean, it's not necessarily to look like a size two, which is what I was always taught was what you were supposed to look like, or a Kardashian, which, you know, so what is success for, for your clients? Yeah, I, I go, go ahead. ahead no, you go ahead, Shanti. When I first started and started doing uh, fitness and weight loss challenges uh, back in 2010, I used I used to get a lot of people. I get like 150 people, and this was all in person. And I would break them into body type. So we would have the pear body type, and we would have the what we called banana, where you just like sort of gain weight, you know, all, everywhere or lose weight everywhere. Not so much curvy like a pear, right? A little bit more lower body, a little bit smaller upper body, and that sort of thing. But we would group them into these teams based on their body type because we wanted to inspire this this really celebration of their body type and not instill the belief that everybody can be a Coke bottle guys. Cause they can't at least women. Right. 
And so we would name them by celebrities that had their body type. So we would give Beyonce the pair body type. So it would be team Beyonce, right? Which everybody wanted to be team Beyonce. But then you also have team Mariah Carey that was a little bit more of a banana body type. And so we would really try to just inspire this conversation about beauty comes in all shapes and sizes and beauty comes in all different types of forms. Um, and, And it's about finding really what makes you proud to be you. Um, but, but to speak more specifically about what can be measured other than the aesthetic, I mean, I don't know any better feeling than just putting on a pair of jeans that you used to be in five years ago, right? That is success. And the number might be the same on the scale because if you're building muscle and you're dropping weight, it's going to balance out that be that same number. Also, you know, running the distance. I remember when I was big and running, which I do not like running, but the moment that I could increase and I could do that minute and 10 minutes, that was everything for me, you know? And my weight hadn't changed. My, you know, I hadn't noticed any additional muscles or nothing changed with my body type. Um, you know, knowing that you can do more push-ups, all these non-scalable victories, the fact that you could drive home and not stop by whatever drive-through that you normally do, or that you could go through the drive-through with your kids and not get the small fries this time. Like those are all non-scalable victories that everybody should be celebrating when you recognize that changes are happening. And then you're like, hmm, that's different. And that, that means that I'm getting better at this. Like that's, that's golden. You can build on that. Yeah. Liz, I mean, you, you have worked with so many celebrities where they're, you know, Jessica Simpson, Jennifer Hudson, so many, but ones where their bodies are scrutinized, you know, I I, I mean, especially those two. So what, what are your thoughts on this? Well, it's so interesting. It's so fun to be, have been in this for as long as I have, but also myself to have, I actually was a professional actress before I became a weight loss expert. And so I myself had my body scrutinized and I had a weight issue my whole life. I was 65 pounds overweight, uh, lost that weight. So, so know this almost intimately. I would say I'm really excited. I, I'm, I'm, I know that pressure that social media puts on young girls. I've read about it. I can only imagine it. But there is something different as well. At at least people are able to see other body types and actually see them as beautiful. Because when I grew up, my body type, I'm much more a pair, literally was like, it, it, it was shunned. Like if you weren't just a Christy Brinkley, you know, you just weren't, you weren't right in, 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 in our generation. So, you know, seeing that now people are comfortable wearing clothes that show off their different body types. And I would have loved growing up at that time to say like, oh, I am beautiful. Oh my goodness. Because it took me a long time to get to that place with my body. So I am excited to see that. I think what it also helps in is when people want to lose weight, they then they say, I want to lose weight because not because I hate my body and I'm trying to have someone else's body, which is where I came from. I thought, oh, if I just lost enough weight, I would finally look a different way. So I wasn't embracing my body. What I feel like now is because people see different body types, they embrace their body and they're losing weight because they want to feel better or because they have gained weight in it. Their energy levels are low or they their moods are not good or they're you know not sleeping well or whatever those issues are. People have started to understand that this isn't about being a two in somebody else's body, but it is about 
How do I energize, empower, and live my best life? And no longer do, I mean, almost in any of, it's so funny to, um, in such a research spot in my own business right now. And so, yes, certainly there are plenty of other diets out there that are setting goals and goal weights and telling you it's only going to take you eight weeks to get to your goal weight and all of that stuff. But in what, what we're creating, you know, the, the language that we're speaking now is so much around, like when you feel that moment of like, if it is, maybe it's 15 pounds heavier than you thought you would feel, would want to go to, but you, you're kind of like, wait, I can sustain this. I feel amazing. I'm getting great compliments. I feel confident. And, and it's no longer like, no, I have to keep going. I have to starve myself and get to be a two or, you know, whatever it was that we were told. So, so things have changed. And I think for the better on a lot of levels. So it's funny that you mentioned Christy Brinkley because I interviewed her in person at the end of the year during advertising week and uh, nobody could look like her. I mean, she's amazing looking and so kind and just lovely. But um, let's talk about your your new business. Let's, you know, where are you now? Let's hear about it. I know there's something new down the pike. Yeah, yeah. So um, we actually just completed a uh, a pilot with 200 people. So um, I wrote a book called Target 100 uh, that came out in 2017. And it is this sort of holistic idea around using these six different pillars to lose weight and become well, right? Because I really believe that weight loss is the gateway to wellness, right? So it's not weight loss for weight loss sake, it's weight loss for wellness. Um, and using these six pillars, we took it one step further um, and designed an entire uh, box of devices that we just delivered 200 of these beautiful boxes that had a Bluetooth enabled scale that again, does not just measure weight. It measures body fat, lean mass, bone mass, inflammation, all in an effort to teach women that they are not a number, not just one number, that they need to understand all these different parts of what make up their beautiful bodies. There's a a Bluetooth enabled water bottle and then a Fitbit type tracker. They all work together on a digital platform. um, And really for the first time, giving you insights about what actually works for you. Because the rest of the industry is slapping a one-size-fits-all program on top of people and saying, well, because you're a woman, because you're 50, and because you're 5'4", you get X number of calories. And they're calling that personalization. But you and I could both be 5'4", and need to lose 15 pounds, but I am a nurse, and I'm on my feet all day, whereas you sit in a Zoom box, and you, like you're a vegan, but I am, you know, a a meat eater and we're so different. So what Target 100 does is truly personalizes that perhaps you need 10,000 steps a day, you know, 80 grams of carbs, 90 ounces of water, you know, X number of exercise sessions a week to lose that 1.5 pounds. Whereas I need only to add 2000 extra steps because I'm on my feet all day. And I, you know, uh, need to, you know, have 110 ounces of water and need to sleep nine hours. So it's finally talking to people in a truly personalized way, using the data that we collect from those devices Mm -hmm. to tell you, this is your formula. This is who you are. This is what your life looks like. So it's, again, it's sort of exactly what Ashanti and I have been talking about is it does the inventory for you. 
you know, because you say, okay, well, I can look at the data and I only took 5,000 steps a day this week and I ate X number of carbs and I had this much water and nothing happened. Okay. I need to, I need to kind of shimmy around in those and play around in those. Maybe I need an hour more sleep a night. Let me try that. And little by little, we discover what works. So, so we did this incredibly successful pilot. Ashanti's been a huge part of this. She is a foundational member of the team and, and is helping on every level to try to help people to understand that, you know, taking somebody else's one size fits all program and slapping it on top of you that's why this industry is broken is because like, how do you, how did you ever imagine that that was going to be the thing that you could do for the rest of your life? We got to look at you and what your life is so that you can sustain it and keep the the weight off long-term. That makes so much sense because it is broken, right? And it's also built on people not really succeeding. Totally. You know, so I mean, and it's so confusing. You want to lose. That's what I love about everything I understand about your program, because it's there's just too much out there. It's so confusing of what you need to do, especially if you're not needing to lose a significant amount of weight. So Ashanti, you're involved with Target 100. Tell us what else, what you're up to with them and what else you're up to. We'd love to get caught up since last year. Yes, I'm so excited about Target 100. I got to admit it. I am filling in some big shoes of Liz's. I'm starting to uh, lead the pilot course that she has only led up until this point, uh, starting next month in February. So I'm really excited and nervous about that. Um, within my own business, we have we have shifted majorly. And I, and I got to be honest, Liz is a big part of that influence. Uh, we used to be the type of gym that we, everything that you're talking about, Katie, we used to help people lose a ton of weight really quickly um, and really not focus on the sustainability, really focus on this, not focusing on the sustainability of that as much as it is about getting it off. And since I've been working with Liz, um, I've really kind of shifted that conversation dramatically, uh, not only about how to lose it, because we're very good at that, but then what you need to keep in mind during that process that will be required in order to maintain those losses. So um, that's really exciting. Um, But I mean, I own a brick and mortar gym in the time of COVID. So we've made major changes there, lowered the class count and really kept people on this uplifted on this mental level, because we could, you have to be honest about how goals have changed right? People just wanted to kind of be on the beach in their bikini and, you know, work for a six pack, you know, the beginning of the year. Now things have shifted to just wanting to minimize aches and pains because people have gained 20 and 30 pounds, right? And then, and like Liz said, it's the gateway to wellness. They're, they're much more concerned about their wellness holistically, 360. Um, and so we've kind of really been the center for those types of conversations and work. A lot of workshops um, are centered around what we call our mental calendar. So every month we have a different theme that we focus on that really, um, you know, triggers people uh, in a multitude of ways, you know, the month of trust. This is the month of communication where you really have to declare your goals and you really have to not only declare them to the world, but you have to make an agreement with yourself and really vocalize to yourself, really, what do you want to do? And again, it goes back to this inventory. And, and we all know those that have lost a significant amount of weight, like Liz and I have lost 50 pounds twice. It, it is a series of trying different things and figuring out what works for you. So you have to do this work anyways. 
Um, and so we just, we just take you through it, you know, step-by-step the uh, mind, body, and soul. So if you want to start, if you, you know, if somebody is listening and they say that they, they're committed to starting, what is the best way that doesn't feel too overwhelming to just do, you know, it, are there like three things that they can change immediately so it doesn't feel completely overwhelming? Because I think, you know, coming, knowing somebody who struggles with their weight, it feels overwhelming to them. And so you, they start, they feel great, but then they backpedal and then, well, it's like all or nothing. What, to, where do you start? I think that's so that, you know, that is so much a big part of what the industry has created too, right? Are these very unsustainable programs that may, that have nothing to do with what you like to eat, what you, what you like to do to exercise, what you would want to do for movement that really have. So what I see the most is that people have turned their power over so big time right? They just have said, oh, like I think about it sometimes and laugh about it with my, with my classes and my clients about like, I actually let somebody else tell me what to eat for weeks and months at a time. How is that even possible? I don't let anyone tell me what to do ever, (laughs) but I let somebody tell me what to eat. What is that is crazy. So I think like returning to you and your power. And I always say, lower the bar so low and it scares people to death, lower it to the point where you can get over it. So, you know, in my book, I I have a whole chapter of like, if you wanted to get started, how about if you just work on breakfast for a week, you're going to think about nothing else. You're not going to go and buy quinoa and kale and fill this cart with things that make no sense to you. You don't even know how to cook them, but you're going to commit to this. No, Make take an inventory of what your favorite breakfasts are, maybe even write them down and and begin eating a better breakfast for a week. Then when you're ready, move on and think about lunches and get a repertoire of meals that work for you. And, And the internet is an amazing place. Go out, find amazing ideas, but don't give your power away. Do things only that really feel like I could do this for the rest of my life. That's great. I see you nodding your head, Ashanti. Do you have anything to add? Yeah, I would say the first step is visualization. I'm always going to hit it from this mental perspective because you got to be ready mentally for this really difficult journey ahead. So what does it feel like to really be at your goal? Like, what does it, what does it feel like? What are you doing in that space? Why are you doing it? What has shifted in your life that even makes this whole process worth it? Cause it's going to be a roller coaster. So if you can see all the way down the line, that would be the first step to really get clear about that. Feel it, know that it's worth it. It's going to be worth the sacrifice to wake up at 4.30 in the morning to do a 5 a.m. class or whatever it's going to require. Yikes. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. You know, and then the second question would be, okay, what's my first step? What's one thing I can do? I just, I like to take it, like Liz said, just take it all the way back. What's one thing that I'm willing to, to start with and and sustain, keep it consistent before I can build on the next thing. So whether that be water, whether that be buy a new pair of shoes, whether that's, you know, join a gym, whether that's look to see, you know, if I'm, if you're a class person, what classes turn you on just one step. And then we can build on that. 
Is it safe to go back to a gym now? I think so. You know, I, I'm going to be completely transparent and honest with you guys. Um, we got shut down last year in November. I'm in Chicago uh, for about a month um, prior to the big shutdown, like when the, the world was shut down or the U.S. was shut down. Um, other than that, I taught the entire time, sometimes mask on and sometimes mask off because our mandate at one point said that you didn't have to wear anything. And I praise the Lord <laughs> have not gotten COVID um, right now. Yeah. Fingers crossed and knock on, knocking on all the woods. Um, uh, you know, um, I think as long as you wear a mask, as long as you say, you know, as long as you sanitize your hands and do all the things that they're telling us, I, I, from my experience, you will be okay. It's when you start to kind of relax a little bit, right? I was at a restaurant about two weeks ago for the holidays and the bartenders had it under their nose, right? And all of the things, right? So I, th I think as long as you don't get relaxed and when you're in that environment, yes, you are breathing hard, but I mean, guys in the, in the height of, of all of it, I wasn't wearing a mask because the government said it was okay. And I, I was okay. And I taught mostly cardio. So, um, but it, it's a, it's a personal preference thing and it, and I, everybody should do what makes them feel comfortable. Um, but we have had, uh, probably three people report and they reported it when they were not at the gym, but they were trying to come back and they said, Hey, just FYI. And you guys should know this. I just found out and that sort of thing. And get vaccinated. So, um, get Definitely. vaccinated. So. Before I ask you each my last question, Ashanti, if people want to follow you on Instagram or they want to go to your gym, what do they do? Yes. Follow me on Instagram. That's definitely the easiest way to follow me. I, I actually love DMs and I communicate all day. Underscore Ashanti Johnson. And if you're interested in uh, fitness options in the Chicagoland area, uh, it's at 360 MBS. That's our Instagram handle for the gym. Same thing applies with DMs and questions and concerns. Liz, how do they follow you? How do we, how do people join Target 100, get that great box? Yeah, so we do. We've got pilots coming up in mid-February and they can follow me at Liz Josephsburg. It's a funky spelling. So make sure you get that right. The last name is J-O-S, like Sam, E-F, like Frank, S, like Sam, B-E-R-G. So Josephsburg, it's a mouthful. I'm married into it. <laughs> I was named Watts before this. It was so easy, but I, I love them a lot. So, um, uh, and also the book is called Target 100. So if you go uh, and search on Facebook, we have an incredible community uh, under Target 100 program by Liz Josephsburg. It's a private group and you can ask to be admitted. Um, it's a phenomenal group. We're almost 5,000 strong in there now. And just really, um, that's where you're going to hear about a lot of the new programs that are coming up. You can also join my newsletter at lizjosephsburg.com and you'll get all the updates. The spots will be limited. So uh, for sure, you'll want to grab them. We, we're still in a piloting phase. So the groups are much smaller. Um, we will take over the world someday. But for now, if you want to be a part of it, grab a spot when you can. I am confident of that. So because I like to end on a piece of advice, and I've already asked you ladies this over the years, how about we end in this vein of advice? 
if there's one piece of advice, Ashanti, we'll start with you, that you use with your clients that we could use to help stay motivated, what is it? Oh boy, this is such a tough question. This is such a tough question. One thing to help you keep to keep you motivated, I would say visualize, you guys. You've got to keep that fire burning hot for what's possible, especially in this time of fear and you know, change and transition. You have to know there has to be something to look forward to. There has to be something to look forward to. And you have to create that in your mind when the signs around you are just, you know, not there so much anymore. Yeah. So really go within and, 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 and create something that, that turns you on nothing inauthentic, but something that, that really excites you to actually do the work. And that's across the board, whether it's with money, whether it's relationships, definitely with your health kids and beyond. That's great. I, I yes. love that. We, we just did a, a, thing last night, Ashanti and I did a visual vision board workshop for my subscribers. And it was just so it's all day. It's been playing on me of like, you know, having those things to visualize or visualizing that is huge. I will always go back to make it smaller. Every, every time that you're going to go and do something make it smaller and, and and just make it smaller, make it so small that you can do it. Right. So as I say, like if it's just breakfast for a little while, or if you decide, I just want to do some water uh, as my first step and I want to master that, and then I'll move on to that next thing. Believe that baby steps matter. They matter more than, you know, because you can do them consistently and they layer up to become this incredible foundation underneath you. And once you make them habits, you don't have to think about them anymore. So I'd go to that smallest, smallest thing. Sounds great. Well, this has been very motivating and wonderful to catch up with you both. I'm hoping you'll come back later in the year. So thank you both and thank you for listening. Thank you. Thank you for having me.